You're listening to The Uppercase Life, and I'm your host, Joseph Brewster. In the 1970s, there was a little company named Xerox out of Palo Alto, California. And there was an employee at Xerox named Larry Tesler. And really, I should thank Larry Tesler every day of my life, because Larry Tesler did something, along with some other engineers and employees there that he collaborated with, that changed the way I use software and computers forever. And that is that Larry Tesler came up with what's considered to be the very first keyboard shortcuts. And the first three that they came up with were cut, copy, and paste. Now, also in the 1980s, we got an IBM engineer by the name of David Bradley, who thought up the infamous Control-Alt-Delete. And don't we love that guy? You know, so much of my life these days is spent in front of a computer for one reason or another that I can't imagine living life without shortcuts. I use so many different types of software and whenever I'm learning a new software, there's this learning curve. But one of the biggest learning curves for me is trying to get the shortcut keys down so that in the long run, I can save my time while I do things with this software. And shortcuts aren't unique to computers. In fact, back in 1878, typewriters came out with the first shortcut, which was the shift modifier key to switch from uppercase and lowercase. And I can only imagine, as somebody who didn't live around that time, how monumental that shift key was to how you could use a typewriter at that point. And with all that in mind, I recently read an article by a company called Brainscape, which talked about the accumulated savings of using shortcuts. And if you're using a computer for the majority of an eight hour workday, they estimated that using shortcut keys could save users up to eight days of their year of extra effort. I read that and I thought that was crazy. But if you read the math that's involved in their calculations, it makes sense. And they estimate that for every extra effort you take, if you're not using a shortcut key, you're using two seconds out of every minute to do more than you need to do. And when you think about that, two seconds doesn't sound long. And the tricky part of this equation is that your time savings are happening in fractional tiny chunks, pennies of time. And people don't always pay attention to pennies, but pennies, become dollars eventually, and we all want more dollars. Seconds become minutes, and those fractional savings can add up in the long run. So here are some shortcuts I've put in place in my life to save myself that extra little bit of effort. And I know that these aren't going to apply to everyone, but I'm sharing these with you, hoping that it gets your wheels turning on ways that you could make your tasks that much more efficient because the shortcuts that you need are gonna be different than the shortcuts that I need. And when I'm speaking of shortcuts, I'm not talking about keys on a keyboard necessarily. I'm talking about finding ways in your life to build in systems that are making fractional savings every day that will add up to be big chunks later on. So here are a couple of things that I have started doing which are saving me time. The first of which is I've started using voice commands all the time, whether it's a text, a reminder, or even writing a note or putting music on when I'm in the car. Voice commands can save me a ton of time of typing. In fact, typing 
mistyping, retyping a command or a message. The software is so good these days that it can actually be more accurate to type out your spoken words for you than you could type them out yourself. So whether you're dictating a blog post or you're creating a playlist, invest some time into getting efficient with voice commands. The payoff on that is worth the learning curve. And I see it as just another way I can let the computers do the work instead of me. And here's an idea. Put all of the info in your invites. Have you ever put an event on your calendar, but you didn't add in the address? Or maybe you didn't even put the full name of the person that you were going to see? You ever had to dig through your emails looking for that piece of information that would help you prepare for your meetings? Sure. I mean, we've all done that, but you can skip so much hassle if you take an extra few seconds and just start putting all of the information into your calendar invite. You will find the links there, you'll find the info, you'll find the address, the attendees, the agenda maybe, or the name of the room that your meeting's going to be in. Make your calendar as informative as possible at the time you create your invite. It will give you shortcuts to the information that later you don't have to go digging for. Just take the time now and do it right. And then that leads me to another thing that is really important to me in the way that I function is that whatever I am doing, I want my information to be searchable. Sometimes even when we have written things down, we can't find them. And I'm telling you, stop taking that risk. This might sound controversial, but I'm telling you to put it all in one place and make it searchable. Use OneNotes app, keep it on your Google Drive, whatever you choose to do and wherever you want to keep it. Take your notes, keep your big ideas, and make sure it can be searched with a few keystrokes so you don't have to fumble through folders or flip through a notebook looking for the page you scribbled that down on. And I know someone out there is going to object to this and they're going to say, but I just like having paper and I just like using a real calendar in my hand. I know, I hear you. And there are ways that you can handwrite things into iPads or phones and still enjoy holding a pen in your hand. But here's the reality of it. It's very hard to carry all that information with you if you put it into an analog form And if you really value that information and you want to be able to find it anytime when you need it, put it in a format that is searchable and put it in a predictable place. So put all your notes in the same place, put all your documents in the same place. That way you can just search and find the content inside of that document with a few keystrokes. This one's something that is often overlooked, but it's something that you can do in almost any application you use on your phone, on your computers, or anywhere else, and that is create templates or save preferences. This is a simple step, but it's sometimes we just don't do it. Sometimes we find ourselves repeating the same task over and over again when that tool has provided a way for us to preset that preference and then just activate it with a click. So create a template, create a saved preference, And whether you're writing an email, setting up a Word doc, editing a video, mixing music, save those presets so that you can apply them later simply and easily. And if you don't know how, take a moment and Google it. Learn how to set up presets. Automate your software. A little extra time up front is going to save you a lot of time later. Not only that, but it really helps with consistency when you have templates set up and you can just pull them for reference at any time. If you are somebody who creates documents, whether it's a template for the actual wording of your document 
or whether it's the layout and the colors of your document, make sure you're building templates for that stuff so that you can reference your own work in the future and then just modify it as needed instead of starting all the way over from scratch. Here's the last one, and this one is the ultimate shortcut. <laughs> Delegate it. Delegate it. That means that you have developed a system, you've created a process that you can easily turn over to someone else, whether that's a house cleaner, a virtual assistant, an intern, your kid, and you can have them perform the task on your behalf. This is the part that separates people like entrepreneurs from people who are freelancers. And this is a big deal. Think about this. A freelancer is someone who does everything themselves. They can't stop doing stuff because then nothing at all gets done. An entrepreneur is somebody who builds something others can participate in. And that is the ultimate shortcut is that instead of you having to do every single task with your own two hands, you've created systems and you've involved people in a way that you can actually do more in a shorter period of time and do it better and more efficiently. That is the ultimate shortcut. If you can get that down, you can scale up whatever it is you're doing and you'll find that it's no longer just you struggling to do a thing, you've built a team. And you can build that team with friends. You can build it with your family and your children. It doesn't have to be a thing where you're hiring on employees, but it is, I think, the ultimate shortcut. And you need to figure out how you can implement it for the things that you really value getting done. So what's something you could do to save time and money on repetitive tasks? Even if it feels like a fractional saving now, think of the fact that those fractional savings could add up to be an extra week of something else that you'd rather be doing later. Make sure you're taking the time now to optimize your tasks so that you're not wasting time doing repetitive things that could easily be a shortcut. I'd love to hear how you create shortcuts in your own life, whether it's personal, professional, let me know what it is that you do that saves you time, maybe in unexpected or really small and seemingly insignificant ways. You can reach out to me at theuppercaselife at gmail.com. And if you found this content helpful, share it with somebody that you think it could benefit. Go and leave us a good rating or a comment. Any little bit helps. And I'll see you next time.